everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the COVID-19 Experience podcast, where we're going to listen to people from all over the world as they share their stories with all of us. So if you watched the last episode, you should already know which exciting guest we have with us today. Anyway, joining me is Ms. Shreya Bogu. She's a mother of two. Their names are Mitra and Arya. You'll probably hear us referring to them here and there. So she's originally from India, but is now a resident of the UK. And people who know her often describe her as independent, responsible, and definitely easygoing. And throughout this pandemic, she's had her share fair of experiences as she traveled back and forth between India and the UK. She had to give birth to Mitra, her nine month old son. And guess what? Her husband's also a doctor. So let's get started right away. Welcome, Shreya. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Shrishta. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me on your podcast. No problem. It's lovely to have you with us. To get started, I know your husband's a doctor. So how did you manage when he was like out working? And just generally, how was it not being in India and just the two of you and with Arya? Um, so that was actually pretty hard on us because um, my husband's pretty involved with everything at home and he's uh, does a lot with the kids as well. Um, mm-hmm. So when all of this started and they went on what was called a nightingale rotor, so basically all of the doctors had to stop doing their usual work and everyone went on COVID shifts, right? So he yeah. was um, working nonstop, um, I mean, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So it was pretty scary because, one, um, he was working with COVID patients and I was pregnant at the time. So we were wondering um, how that would affect um, us in terms of exposure risk because he was seeing patients every day and he could get infected and then he could come home. I could get infected. And at that time, nobody knew what the... Um, impact of getting COVID while pregnant was and then we also had a two-year-old at home so we were worried about her exposure risk too. We spoke to a bunch of other doctors and they kind of reassured us saying that as long as all the PPE was being used and we were being safe and following all of the protocols um, we should be fine. So there was a point when we thought that maybe Prashant, uh, my husband, would have to move out of the house um, mm-hmm. so that I would be protected and our daughter as well. There was a couple of weeks there when I thought I was going to be a single mom at home, pregnant, <laughs> taking care of uh, a very, very spirited and active two-year-old who was also very attached to her dad. So I wasn't sure how I'd explain the fact that he wasn't around because um, she's never gone more than a few days without him. Um, so that was, it was scary and I was quite anxious as well, but in the end, because he decided to stay at home, it kind of worked out, but yeah. he was still gone quite a bit because of the the shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So I was alone at home with Arya and pregnant and that part of my pregnancy was really tough because I was tired all the time super exhausted and I had major baby brain so I couldn't remember most things Um, but I don't know how we got through it we did it also helped that um, Arya was going through a very cute phase she was starting to talk and 
interact so much more. So that was a, that made things a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Just how is it here? Like what made you stay back? With my older kid as well, um, we came to India for a few months when she was a baby. So mm-hmm. my husband was on parental leave. And um, so we were in India for four months with uh, my family in Chennai and his family in Bangalore. And it was a really, really good break for us because we got to spend time with Arya. We got to travel and spend time with family, introduce her to everybody that we cared about. We decided to do that again with Mitra. Um, So Mm -hmm. we came in December with the intention of staying until April. But then in April, our flight got cancelled. So now we're kind of trying to figure out when and how to go back. Yeah, that makes sense. So I know when uh, Mitra was born, there was like this gap when he didn't meet, when a lot of the relatives or people you know didn't meet Mitra. So how was it for you? Because you you were unsure of when they would actually meet Mitra. So I'm really close to my family and I really wanted um, Mitra to be able to meet um, his grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles. Um, But because of the pandemic, it was, um, you know, I didn't even know if he would meet my parents because it wasn't, um, we didn't even know if she, my parents would be able to travel from India to England. Um, There were no Mm -hmm. direct flights from Chennai where they live. And he was born in August. So that's when it was really bad in India. So there were no flights from India to England unless you were a resident in England so there was no tourism basically at that point so I wasn't sure if my parents would make it I wasn't sure if my sister who lives in Canada would make it and you know introducing your baby to your family is one thing but not having any family around when they're born that was I was really worried about that you know I really wanted him to be able to meet family I wanted to introduce my son to everybody I wasn't sure if it would happen also I was missing everyone right Um, So we were supposed to fly out in December and my husband, my daughter and I, we all have OCI cards. Um, But my uh, Mitra was born in August. And what we didn't know was that at that point, India was not allowing any foreigners into the country. So only if you had an OCI card, you'd be allowed to enter or if you were an Indian um, citizen. Uh So sometime in October, they started allowing Indian OCI card holders to enter. So that meant we could all go. Um, but then we realized two weeks before we were due to leave that Mitra only had a British passport and we couldn't get him a visa to go to India. So it was chaos at that point because imagine not being able to go to India because an infant doesn't yeah. have a visa to go. Um, so we called the Indian High Commission because all OCI applications were closed and all visas unless they were for emergency or business purposes we called the high commission and they asked us to go to the center in London and we went and explained what the situation was. Um, Also, my grandfather was really ill, so I wanted to be able to bring the kids to India so he could meet them because I wasn't sure how much longer he'd be around. So we mentioned that at the consulate and they they gave Mitra uh, an emergency visa. (laughs) At last. Um, yeah so how was it though like the entire journey I know how like building up to that but when you actually were in the flight you know with two kids safety wise how was it how did you feel 
I mean, traveling with two kids on a, on a good day is hard. But in the middle of a pandemic with masks on and visors and um, and so my two-year-old was looking around everywhere and she saw people with masks on and visors and she wasn't very comfortable around uh, in that situation. So she was a bit restless. But Prashant and I were really worried about exposure because we were wearing masks and visors, but the WHO regulation at that time anyway was that kids under five, maybe, or definitely yeah. kids under three, uh, shouldn't wear masks. So we were protected, but the kids were not. Um, but we just kept telling ourselves that they're less likely to contract it because that's that that's what the guidance was at that point, that kids under five were unlikely to get it or transmit it. So yeah. while we were really nervous, we just kind of hoped that that would work in our favor. You are safe now. So I know you just mentioned we're talking about Arya a lot here. So she's super talkative, curious, um, energetic, and just generally such a fun child. And if she was around right now, I'm pretty sure we'd hear her somewhere in the background. But yeah, Shreya, I know Arya is a smart kid and always asking questions. So just like tell us more about her, how you explain what was going on right now and how you managed to keep her occupied. Initially, when the lockdown started in March 2020, Arya didn't really understand what was happening. In England at that time, we weren't asked to wear masks outdoors. So, and, and we were still allowed to go outdoors for exercise. So every yeah. day I was out with Arya um, in the park with her and she didn't see people wearing masks in the park, right? So she, it didn't really look any different to her than any other day. And we were going out. So she didn't know that there was a lockdown. And I didn't feel the need to explain it to her at that point. Um, what she did um, notice was that she wasn't getting to meet any of her friends or anybody she knew. So we did a lot of video calls to deal with that. And so it was about six to eight weeks when we didn't see anybody. And then we were allowed to meet people outdoors. So then we started meeting people in the parks and um, she was fine. Sometime in June, uh, the government asked us to wear masks everywhere. Um, so that's when we started walking around. She would see people wearing masks and she'd start asking questions about why and why not her. So we got her a book about germs. It's called What Are Germs? <laughs> and it makes it all really interesting. So she understood that there, there's some kinds of bad germs and you need to keep them out of your body. And if they get into your body, then you can fall sick. You can have a cold or a cough or a headache. Um, so that's kind of how we explained COVID to her. We told her there were these really bad germs out there. And all the adults had to wear masks to protect themselves from it. And that kids um, had better immunity for it. So she didn't have to wear a mask. The book helped us a lot with explaining the situation to her. And she loves to read. So she would read it every day. It's still one of her favorite books, along with What is Poo. She remembers a lot of things. So now when we go out, if I forget to put my mask on, she's there telling me, Amma, put your mask on. You know, or when she's doing pretend play with the dolls, she takes one of our masks and puts the 
uh, masks on her doll and says, you have to be safe, there are germs out there, you know, things like that. It's a little yeah. sad that kids have to deal with that, but um, it's also reassuring that she understands what's going on because it's difficult for kids that age to express what they're feeling, right? Um, yeah. And it could be really confusing for them. But I think the book helped us a lot and just talking to her about it, I think that helps kids a lot too. Just as long as you keep explaining and talking to them and answering all their questions, however you can. That must be exhausting though. Arya has so many questions. She does. One of the pages in the books was, you know, one germ becomes two, two germs become four, four become eight and eight become millions. So then she was like, why doesn't it become millions after four? <laughs> why is it after eight? <laughs> why millions and millions what are millions <laughs> it's really difficult to answer her questions but yeah they're also like really thought through so how did you keep her occupied she was supposed to start nursery for a few hours a day but we decided not to send her even though her nursery stayed open um, for children of doctors because we didn't want to risk her risk exposure and I was pregnant at home so we didn't want to do that um, so we just, we had a very nice routine all day. Um, she would, we'd read a lot. Um, and then she'd help me in the kitchen while I cook. Basically, she's happy as long as she's doing everything that I'm doing. I'm sitting um, on the sofa and doing some work on my laptop. Then she needs to do exactly the same thing. And she has a little laptop. So she does that. Or if I'm cutting vegetables, I just need to give her a few and like a pretend knife. And she sits on the floor and she cuts vegetables. She loads the dishwasher. She likes to do the laundry. Um, so it was not too difficult to keep her occupied. It was tiring, though, because it was every day and until 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. What really helped us get through it was just going, being able to go to the park. Um, so she'd nap in the afternoon and as soon as she'd wake up, we'd head to the park and I'd just let her run around. Um, she had a little scooter that she learned, we taught her to ride in the beginning mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Um, and now she's a, an expert. So uh, it's just a lot of reading and allowing her to participate in whatever's being done in the house because that gave her a sense of independence and importance. Do you have any, uh, like, suggestions or anything for, like, other parents uh, who might be listening? I know a lot of parents are worried about their kids because they haven't been able to go to school or go to classes or interact with other kids. And I'm worried about that, too. But I believe that kids are really resilient. And as long as we're there for them and we help them understand the situation and give them as much attention as we can they'll be fine especially for kids under five in fact I think the pandemic in our situation has worked out well for um, my toddler because she's gotten so much more time with myself and um, my husband than she would have otherwise because of the lockdown um, so in one way, I think it's it's been good for her. Yes, she hasn't been able to interact with other kids her age um, to the point where every time we went to the park, she would just run up to any little person and give them a big cuddle um, or try to hold their hand and walk with them. Complete strangers, just because she hadn't seen any kids for so long. 
Um, but I think as long as we stay positive and not get too worried around the kids, keep them engaged in any way we can. Ultimately, most of their development comes from interaction with parents and siblings, right? So they'll be okay. Yeah. I can't speak so much for older kids because, I mean, mine's not even three. Um, but that's my two cents. Um, that's so true. I think that's a great way actually to end. Just stay positive. And Shreya, thank you so much for joining us today and all of you for listening. So that's it for now. And make sure to tune in again next week for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. See you guys soon.